Welcome to another episode of Into the West Comics. My name is Frank. Sonny is uh, on assignment. He's not here. He's covering the NFL draft. He's, co- <laughs> he's <laughs> doing draft coverage for Into the West That's Sports. That's the guy we got to do. I, yeah. Well, the guy sense. who doesn't do sports. Yeah. That yeah. would be a fun segment. Clueless, clueless sports with Sonny. Hatley. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. But pick anyway. the player and <laughs> tell tell us what sport. Anyway. Uh, Donovan is here. Hey guys, what's up? I um, I looked at my usual camera, but I got to look at this one. Hi everyone, good to see you. We have a lot to talk about today. We shall do. Out of the <laughs> out of the hot dog region. Uh oh, Paul is here. I am straight out of the hot dog region. Straight out of hot dog. What to do, baby? Wow. Okay, <laughs> guys. Um. We wanted it to get weirder, and it has. Uh, we got a new episode of Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, I certainly did I get I wanted weirder. to uh, get your opinions, your reactions to what you thought of this most recent entry. We've got one episode left. The finale is rumored to be about 45 minutes long next week. The shortest. It'll be the shortest of the, of the live action finales yeah. of any of the shows on the Plus. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Wow. Um, what yeah. are your thoughts about Moon Knight? Episode five. Uh, I thought it started off. So last night I watched it with my wife and I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was excellent. Uh, Touched up on a lot of things that I don't think Marvel has touched up on. I think a lot of movies touch up on them. It's always the the son and the dad and the mother and the daughter. But they did something different with the son and a mother, like Mm. the relationship Mm -hmm. between a son and a mother. And that really resonated with me because I my I grew up with a single mother. And, you know, she didn't beat me or anything like they did they said in the show. But having that relationship and that dynamic was really interesting to explore. I don't know why I thought that was so yeah. funny. <laughs> she was great, by the way. She was, she was awesome. <laughs> um, so I thought that was really interesting. And there were some really emotional moments. I loved that there was this this thing that in order for Mark to be balanced, he had to let go of the thing that was holding him back from the thing that he feared. Mm which I thought was really beautiful. I enjoyed that. However, Uh-oh. however, I watched it again today. It's kind of messy. And I don't know if that's intentional or if that's what they're trying to go with because if that's how the story is, it's just kind of all over the place. I thought it Oscar felt, Isaac's performance was outstanding. Yeah, just interject for a moment. It felt very Scooby-Doo crew uh, running in and out of doors for me uh, sure. for a lot of the episode. It was like, what's behind this door? What's behind this door? We're running around to find something. Oh, I can't go through this door. Anyways, I digress. I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, so I, I just didn't think that they really set up the finale very well. And I think a lot Shout of people... Uh, we have this really interesting thing in the comic book movie review community. There's either... One of two people, there's the one that said, this is the most profound thing Marvel has ever done. Mm. It's the most beautiful thing. Da, da, da. I'm like, whoa, pump the freaking brakes. That is not the case at all. They, they're they not breaking the mold here when it comes to this sort of parenting and you know family stuff. They've done this before. They do it 
probably with every Marvel movie and show. Um, so for me, it was just like, pump the brakes, guys. This isn't the most profound thing we've ever seen. And to be honest with you, they didn't really set up the finale very well. Like, what are we looking forward to? Where's Dr. Arrow? How are they getting Conchu? What's actually going on? It feels like a lot for one more episode, right? Uh, yeah, no, it does. It feels like they're going to be packing a lot in 45 minutes, which is what I'm kind of worried about. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't a the most... A lot to get to, a lot of things to resolve mm -hmm. in a 45 minutes. Yeah. Even if it was a full hour, it'd be a lot of a lot of stuff to resolve. Yeah, so for me, it was just like, all right, I, I hope they stick the landing because it has been kind of up and down for this show. So uh, hopefully they stick the landing and this is not the most beautiful thing that's ever happened between a son and a mother in the MCU or like a relationship wise to me that's star Lord and his mom. Mm -hmm. That is the most powerful thing. That opening scene of guardians is unbelievable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I leave it at Sonny. that. Sonny said sports are cool. He's in the chat. <laughs> there you go. Sports. Uh, I, uh, sports I, are so I, cool. I don't know it, the, so the emotional beats I think are all valid and the, um, I, I get, uh, the loss of a parent and of an abusive parent could be a confusing and emotional roller coaster ride that could result in someone creating split personalities so they don't have to deal with it. And I understood that. Um, it didn't resonate with me for whatever reason. Um, I found myself kind of bored watching it a lot of times. I was just like, okay. Um, I wasn't the most engaged and was having a hard time caring i is the best even though it seems like kind of unfair to the show because for whatever reason even though oscar isaac's performance has been great um i haven't in my brain steven and mark are the same person and i think that might have had an effect on the way that that hit me i think oscar isaac's has been great and i don't think it's uh to a fault of his performance why that hasn't hit me like that but for whatever reason it's just these two characters to me are the same person and they have the same memories, even though clearly in this episode, they don't, they have different uh, memories and things like that. But, uh, and there's moments like when, uh, Steven falls off the, uh, the boat and he gets sent to the underworld. I'm like, but, but did he though? Like, mm -hmm. is Steven done? Does anyone at this table believe that we're not going to see Steven again in this show? Not really sure. Do we know if, uh, I mean, there's, they haven't really introduced Jake Lockley. Would that just create more? I think they did this episode. Was, well, if yeah, they established the three personalities, the though. Bash nose or three, yeah. three identities. Oh, with the tape across his nose. Yeah, yeah and he was like, yeah, um, I feel really good, Doc. I was like, oh, that's that's not like the other two that, that we've seen. Yeah. That, that, that if that is Jake, in fact, if that is Jake, then I think that the issue is that we only have six episodes. And, and they're it. trying to tell you a big story. Yeah. And they're also trying to introduce a new superhero character. And they're not doing a season two, are they? I, uh, we don't, we well, don't know. and we were talking about that uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe even last week. Oscar Isaacs is signed on to this show and nothing else. So there is a little bit of up in the airness whether there will be another show or he'll be in a movie or something or other because... I don't remember where I saw it. Um, it was a reputable like outlet. He is only signed to this show. This is the only thing he has agreed to do. But this isn't a DC EU type of situation. No. I mean, they're going to get something figured and out, and I'm sure they will to have him brought back. Um, and I would, I would almost want a season two because I feel like I just haven't got that much. From do you this. need a season two, or do you need like Midnight Suns or something oh, that's else? A great that, question. That, something I want else more that of him. incorporates. Moon Knight as a character, or do you actually need a Moon Knight? Series? I want more of him. More okay. of him because, you know, we got this whole scene in this last episode where he walks into what looks like a, a makeshift cafe slash cafeteria from the Insane Asylum of all the people that Moon Knight killed. So that means that he's had history right. of being Moon Knight, and we haven't been able to get to see that for... Mm -hmm. You know, whatever reason, I'm sure that they've held back on because he probably has to work things out with Conchu and his identity and all that stuff. But I think a lot of people expected this Moon Knight to be the action-packed Moon Knight that they saw in comic books, mm -hmm. and they haven't gotten that. It's been a real more piece uh, on mental health and mm -hmm. uh, disassociating with past trauma, and it's been more focused on that rather than the I'm a hero, I do really cool because I'm sitting in Sonny's chair, badass stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's good. 
So shout out, I, yeah, so and I think that's our what it NFL is. draft correspondent. Yes, NFL draft <laughs> correspondent. Um, I think that's what it's been for me. I was expecting, and it's all about like my expectations going into it. By no means do I think this show has been bad. I think episode three wasn't great. Every other episode has been has been good, and I think it's done exactly what it's um, intended to do. Uh, I just think they need to they need to make these shows eight episodes long. Um, I think that that dra- spreading that out a little bit would probably work a little bit better if they went to eight episodes. It would probably that's where I'm it would at. probably help a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, and that's where I'm at at the end of this episode. I'm like, okay, all of this is great, but you have 45 minutes to wrap and, everything up, and you're dealing with trauma while you're still figuring out whose identity is what and. Yeah. where they are exactly in place if they're in a, a mental hospital. Um, I mean, one thing that can be said, and I think that Sonny would agree with us, this is one of the best plus shows to feature a hippopotamus. This is, <laughs> this is one, it's one of the best. Yeah. It's near the top, I think. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, uh, top, yeah. <laughs> so far, I mean, this is one of the best shows. Have we shows gotten any other hippopotamuses? Sure. I don't think so. What do we um, think is going to happen in the finale? Um, gosh. <laughs> I have... Yeah, I haven't a clue. I I literally and there's like that's kind of a good thing where sure. I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm gonna expect, but also it's kind of like I don't know if I care. We get Conchu and uh, he's reestablishes relationship with Mark and Mark, you know, becomes Moon Knight. It, one of you guys were talking about it in the chat, I think last night. It might have been Paul. Is that for the for a six episode series about Moon Knight? We really haven't gotten a lot well, of Moon that, Knight. That, that, exactly, that, it was me. I was saying we we have we've had. Almost four hours of the show so far, but over five episodes probably works out to about four hours of show, like actually watching the show. And it's, we've gotten 10 minutes of him as Moon Knight. And honestly, the time we've gotten him as Moon Knight, I don't think has been that compelling and interesting. Like I talked about a lot in episode three, I didn't love those fight scenes and I didn't think that were that intense. How many, how many guys have we seen Moon Knight fight where he's not just like mowing through some like mobs and in an unconvincing choreography? Like, and it's littered throughout this show. Like last night, uh, Steven punches, or last night, Wednesday night, whatever, punches um, Mark. He punches him. And the edit point where he punches him is horrible. Like, I did not believe that he just punched himself. It looked like he threw the punch. It The edit point, at no point does it look like he connects. And it takes me out. And you're like, well, it's one little moment. It takes me out. It looks goofy. <laughs> and you're telling me that this guy just punched this guy. But he didn't. It doesn't look like he does. It, it very was clear that whoever the stunt double in that scene was stopped throwing the punch short, which is what they do in every scene, but some scenes do it better than others. And it was very weird and jarring, and I was like, well, that was, why was that so bad? I've never seen stuff like that in a Marvel show before where I'm like, this was weird. Like, it didn't gel and wasn't edited well. Um, and I just want more of him being Moon Knight and being, like, fighting Egy- weird Egyptian animals or, like, if we would have got Moon Knight fighting that uh, weird blue uh, Egyptian monster or whatever, mm-hmm. would you have rather... Okay, would you have rather ha- watch that blue Egyptian monster stalk um, uh, Layla, which was a good scene. I-, I actually enjoyed it. Or would you have liked to see Moon Knight throw down with that thing? Because we haven't gotten Moon Knight throwing down with yeah. anybody yet. Yeah, the no. only thing we've really seen is him beat two dogs and kill some some black market dealers. Exactly. Uh, the one scene that I've really loved from last one night's episode was was the birth of Moon Knight. Uh-huh. I loved when they showed all the dead bodies mm-hmm. and him dragging himself to that thing and ready to kill himself. And then Kanchu speaks to him. And he says, your mind is fractured. You're perfect. And if you want to live, you'll live. I think they should have shown that scene at episode one right before the Marvel credits go. Dun, 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 dun. I think they I should agree. have showed that right at the beginning and then everything else followed from there because it's like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. that's what would have hooked people in. I, I, I want more Moon Knight. And I think hopefully we'll get more next week. But if this is it for Moon Knight as far as uh, a season or a continuing season, then whew, I hope that he really does some cool stuff in Midnight Suns when they eventually uh, have that story uh up. Exactly. So he doesn't even have the suit right now. Like, he does not have the powers of the moon god right now. How quickly into this last episode is he going to get them back? Well, is he going to get them? They're going to have to hurry because if, exactly. if it's only going to be 45 minutes. Is he going to get them in the first 10 minutes? Which it's like, 
okay, uh-huh. like it feels like it'll probably be a little rushed, or is he going to get it with 10 minutes left to go? And it's like, oh, I only have 10 minutes more of him being Moon Knight. I think the finale could could be great. Um, I think it has the opportunity to. I think it's been engaging, and like I said, it hasn't been bad, and if it sticks the landing, it'll kind of mold my opinion on this, but I'm just kind of like, what are they going to do? What I'm yeah. trying to figure out is that you, you, neither of you guys are really saying that you, you don't like, you don't no. dislike well, the it's series. Not, it's not done it's, yet. It's that it's, it isn't what you expected. Exactly. And you're not really sure if we're going to get, I have a feeling for the finale that it's just going to be kind of like, it's not going to, we're not going to have that feeling that we get from a finale where there's going to be that payoff. We're like, yep. oh, cool. <laughs> they answered all my questions. This, this whole situation is resolved. I know exactly where everybody's at. I don't have that feeling going into this because it feels like there's a lot left on the table that has to be resolved before they get through this whatever finale. I think it's going to be kind of mucked up a little bit. And going into whatever the next thing is, if it's Midnight Suns or if we're getting a second season of Moon Knight, uh, like a standalone series, um, there's going to have to be some things for them to kind of iron out to get to that point once they... I think they're going to tease Jake Lockley at the end of next week's episode, or at Hmm. least try and introduce him midway through. I think that Steven will represent the innocent child in him that he still wanted. And we don't even get the flashbacks, you're saying. we don't Right, and I think that at the end of this one, we'll get the when Mark was a mercenary and he was able to take out a bunch of guys, he tapped into the Jake side of him. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And we're going to see that side show up as Moon Knight because, remember, they said, I didn't do that, you didn't, I didn't do that. Yeah. And we see that violence happen. And Mark doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's out for violence and just wants to kill people. I mean, he'll fight. Like he would, but I think when he tapped into his mercenary side, that was the Jake side. Like the, I got to start killing people and have like, no, I I have to, I can't associate with myself being a killer. So I'll create this other alter ego the same way I did with Steven. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to try and tease that this one. And I think maybe even if they do a season two, it'll be Jake and Mark for the second season. So So we might see a lot of fighting in it and a potential second season. So do, so do we think Steven's gone? Or do we think we'll get him back? Yeah, I think he's gone. Okay. And I, I think don't think you see him in the finale. Yeah, I think he's gone because I think that that's important. That was important for Mark to let him go. Yeah. Um, and I think that he'll tap into his Steven side when he knows knowledge of Egyptian things. Like he'll know, mm-hmm. oh, I, Steven knew this. That means I know this. Because yeah. Steven, Steven says, wait, if he knows how to Even throw Steven, a punch, I, I, know, I, I know how to throw a punch too. So we'll see sort of that thing that Mark has. And it's, it's, it's going to be this, again, they, they did a good job as far as the balance. Like, mm-hmm. how do I balance mm-hmm. who I am? So we'll when see. they started the whole, uh, oh, the scales are unbalanced thing, I thought they were going back into that uh, mind um, treatment, like the mind palace that he had built, which was the uh, psychiatric ward or whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. I thought they were going to go in there and find Jake, and there was going to be a third marble heart or whatever that they had to put on there to actually weigh it mm. i thought that's the direction they were going and they were gonna and especially when they first walk in and go that's not me i didn't do that i don't remember that i thought that's where they were going and they were gonna be like okay there's a portion of your heart missing from this third uh personality it certainly of yours. Goes gone that way and then i kind of thought that's where it was gonna go and then it didn't and i was like i and you know that that's what happens you create like a oh I think this is gonna happen and this would be interesting and then it doesn't happen and you're kind of like mm, I don't think what they did was bad but I think I might have been more interested if they did where I thought they were going. I'd with like it. to see when the show ends just to probably just sit and like have one sitting and just watch it all the way through. Yeah. And see if it if it plays a little bit different. I and... could see myself getting very annoyed with the whole gods just not believing Kanchu thing all over again. If cause... that's the, if that's actually what happened. Exactly. Like who who knows <laughs> yeah. at this point. Um. And like, cause that still, it, it was a few episodes ago, but that still bothers me because it hasn't been resolved. And it's like, did it actually happen? If it didn't happen, that means the first couple episodes of the show it's was very like, ambitious for them to, like, to solve all these in 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, we're transitioning from a show that may not be providing us with a lot of answers. They might not be giving us enough to a movie that seems to be just kind of giving us <laughs> the details, details after details <laughs> after know, details on a daily basis. We just got like our seventh trailer, seventh final trailer of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's a week away, guys. Next Thursday, we'll be going with about 20 of our closest friends to see Doctor Strange 
two still strangey. Um, <laughs> still strangey. What do you guys? First of all, what are your expectations for this movie? We know that it's about two hours. The runtime's about two hours, and the follow-up question to you guys is, why do they keep giving away so much detail and so much information about what's in this movie? I have two theories on this. Uh, my first theory is that Disney only has two other movies that are slated for 2020 as far as the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, and that is Thor Love and Thunder and then Wakanda Forever, uh, Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever. Um, I think of the three, um, I think that it's going to be really close as far as Thor Love and Thunder and Black Panther 2 as far as uh, how much it's going to gross in the box office. And I think that this one is the one that they're really trying to make sure that they can be on par with Thor Love and Thunder and with uh, Black Panther 2. Thor comes out right in the middle of the summer. Right. Yeah. So they're trying to get these guys to to get us hyped for this movie because it is a heady movie as far as it's a multiverse. It's There's a lot of things going on. We're going to see multiple Doctor Stranges. We're going to see the Illuminati. I mean, they've even they've confirmed it with... Uh, you know, him going, Dr. Strange, the Illuminati will see you now. Like, okay, okay, cool. So I my theory is... the movie to hear that. Right, yeah. no, for sure. Um, and I think a lot of us feel that way, but I think they're trying to get the average moviegoer to go see this movie. Yeah. They're really trying to. And I think us comic book fans are going, stop, please, please stop, please stop, no more, no more. We don't want to see anymore. Uh, my second theory is that all the stuff that they're showing is just the tip of the iceberg of what we're going to see in the movie. We hope. So they're getting us, they're enticing us to say, yeah, this is what we're going to see. That's And that's not even the half of what you're going to see in this movie, which is what mm -hmm. I'm hoping for. I'm leaning and I'm hanging on to the latter. However, I think it's more of the former in that they're trying to get as many people to go see this movie so that they make as much box office money as Thor Love and Thunder and Black Panther yeah, 2. I think that definitely... It seems like a thing that the uh, kind of event uh, productions like HBO, Disney, um, all these places like that are doing now. It's putting out clips. Um, and it started back with The Amazing Spider-Man. If you remember, they released like 50 minutes of that movie in TV spots <laughs> before it actually came out. And you would, could see like almost half of the movie. And they, it's not just Disney. The Batman did it. Um, I can't, the, the car breaking into the, uh, funeral scene that was released before the movie came out. Why, why are you putting that out before the movie comes out? Let people, but then I get, there's but, gotta be some they, analytics somewhere yeah. that's telling them this is getting more people in there. So that's why they're doing it. They yeah. have the information. I don't, I'm just watching it going, why? Well, I mean, I but could then they release the first minute or the first 90 seconds of Dr. Strange. Like today they put it, they put it out on, um, online. They put they put the first yeah, minute so they put the they put me. the first minute or two minutes of the movie out and we're talking about like why the clip with the Illuminati thing and you're like okay well we're trying to get the average viewer in but what does the Illuminati mean to a regular viewer I, I'll tell you what it means they think Illuminati and they think Jay -Z. of what no honestly they think Beyonce okay I they get it. they think that Zuckerberg. it's the Illuminati that we're used to or that we're accustomed to they hear the okay. word Illuminati and it's like Illuminati uh, Illuminati and they psychologically go oh what is the Illuminati? I've never heard. This is in Marvel? Fair. Oh, my gosh. So, And then they go see it. And then they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, Professor X from X-Men is what is the Illuminati? This is crazy. Yeah. That's what the average moviegoer is going to see. Us, we go, don't tell us that. We want to see that when it when, when it happens in real time. Please don't. Right. So, and, you know, they showed a big clip today with Captain Carter. Um, I didn't see that one. Uh, with her shield backing off fighting uh, Wanda. And then they showed Professor X wheeling into frame, uh, <laughs> right justified in his yellow chair, mm -hmm. uh, just his arm in the yellow chair. Nice. New X-Men. Pretty, pretty interesting. And then you hear his voice and he says another line and I forget what the other line was. Um, but I'm hoping that this is just the tip of the iceberg and that we're going to see even crazier stuff that happens with it. Um, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, the king, Sam Raimi is back. Well, I'm like, oh, guys, I want to talk about Sam Raimi a little bit. Sam Raimi's awesome. He's great. But the last great comic book movie that he did was Spider-Man Spider 2. 2. Spider-Man 3 was not good, guys. It just, it was Whether not good. Whether it was good. his fault or not. Sure, exactly. And 
I even heard uh, on the John Campia show, he was talking about, you know, Sam Raimi being upset or with the reshoots and all this stuff. And we kind of talked about it last week, which you could go check out. But Kevin Feige is the one that controls everything. Yep. And that's what the uh, what John Campia said on his show is that he's the one that does it. They run this like a sh- like he's the showrunner. They yep. run it like it's a like a TV show. They don't run this studio like it's a movie studio where we it's go. It's not going to be released and let it goes a, through him. Right, it's, right. Yeah. We're going to bring a director and they're going to do their own thing and we're going to back off. No, Kevin Feige is yep. the executive producer and he calls the shots. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just announced yesterday at CinemaCon that they're going away to plan the next ten mm-hmm. years for the next MCU phase. So. He's very much involved in every single finite detail. So as far as Sam Raby, the king is back, maybe. Uh, I would hope that if Sam Raby was coming back and we were like, yeah, he's back, it would be his own movie that he wrote, that he directed, yeah. that has nothing to do with comic books. Then I would say that the king is back. But in the meantime, he's a vessel for Kevin Feige and the MCU. Paul, do you think that the that the, the reason why we're getting so much footage for this movie is because they're concerned about how the movie is going to perform. I think because they had to go back and do all these reshoots and mm, add this other. Maybe stuff they're to... afraid of perception, um, which is what I wanted to get into about Sam Raimi. He's not helping that. No, you're trying to sell this movie. I just watched an interview where he goes, "Well," and he didn't wasn't really like attacking them. It didn't seem like he was like like oh Marvel sucks. He but he in the video he's like, "Well." You know, you guys are saying this is my movie, and it's really not my movie. I just kind of came in and did whatever everyone told me to. And then people are sharing that on Twitter and being like, take take this for what you will as an attack on Marvel. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi, if you did not know what you were getting into with this, you should not have signed on. Yeah. If you were surprised that Kevin Feige and everyone else had their hands involved in everything, then you just... Like, we're driving down the road with your eyes closed, avoiding all the signs. It was the same thing with Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright wanted to put his own spin on Ant-Man, and Kevin Feige was like, no, 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 no. I mean, that's great, but this is... That's a little different for me. This is is different. Because the Ant-Man movie was supposed to come out, like, in the phase one. It was supposed to be one of the very first movies that came out, and so Edgar Wright was going to have more freedom to build whatever he wanted to build, and then it got to the point where it got pushed back so much... And Wright understood the where Marvel was coming from. He goes, I get it. It's got to fit, but I don't really want to be a part of it anymore. Raimi can't make that excuse. He can't say, well, mm. I was signed on before this became what it was. He came on decade into it and is like surprised. Because it was Scott Derrickson was going to be doing it originally. Derrickson was going to be doing it. And why did he pull out? Do we know why he um, left? He exited the movie? Creative differences. Everybody's got them. I I don't understand these directors that come into the MCU and think that they're going to put their own creative spin on this. Yes, I'm sure that they'll come up with amazing shots. I mean, for example, Ryan Coogler, I mean, just... Yeah. He he crushed it with Black Panther and really represented uh, black culture very, very well. Yep. And we got to see that. And that's what he provided for the MCU um, as far as what takes place as far as storyline and future of what happens to Black Panther. Feige had his hands all over it. Yep. So, but that's what I think you should bring. You bring your portion of what you are to the MCU. Like Taika Waititi and James exactly. Gunn yeah. and, uh, yeah. and even Favreau and Favreau, the yeah. uh, Russo brothers. But I think where it starts to become kind of their butting heads is where Kugler and the other guys clearly came and said, hey, this is the story. This is the emotional beats I want to tell. Let's tell it within the story. Help me, Kevin. Let's get this plugged in the way yeah. I want to make it and the way you want to make it. It seems like maybe Raimi came in and was like, well, I want this, this, and that to happen, and I want these things to go like this. And Feige's like, whoa, 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 I understand, and I respect your vision, but we've got dozens and dozens of movies to come out, and we can't just let this not fit in to the pieces that it is because the way these movies fit together is help to what make it the worldwide phenomenon that it is if we're just doing stuff to do it. I'm sure there was something that Raimi wanted to do and Feige was just like, I love that, but it's just not going to work for the stories in the future that we're going to tell. And now Raimi's like, well, I wasn't really able to tell exactly what I wanted to tell. Dude, why? Okay, all right, you're just kind of... And, and, you know, if you have your opinions on that and you're like, I don't like that Marvel does that, that's fine. But what I'm saying is Sam Raimi should have known that they were going to do that. Sure. And Sam Raimi, I know that he said in interviews a long time ago that he wanted to do a Doctor Strange movie. He even referenced it in uh, Spider-Man 2 when he's like, uh, Doc, uh, when he's do uh, when J. Jonah Jameson's yeah. like, Doctor Strange. He goes, nah, that's already taken. Oh, yeah. yeah. He references that. And that was Sam Raimi's way of saying to studios and to Columbia Pictures is like, hey, if I'm done with this, I'd love to do a Doctor yeah. Strange movie and then obviously didn't get the chance to do it so and now he 
has gotten the chance to do it. And I think he wanted to bring what he had, you know, 20 years ago into what is now. And that just doesn't work because Scott Derrickson and Kevin Feige already established what this Doctor mm-hmm. Strange is. I'm sure we'll see a Doctor Strange of what he wanted from uh, his past in this movie as another different Doctor Strange from a different universe. I'm sure that's very possible. But mm-hmm. guys, this is going to be a movie that's going to that's going to just polarize. It's going to polarize, I think, some things. But I also think it's going to make so much money in the box office. And to be I honest agree. with you, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think this I movie too. is going to be a good Marvel movie. I don't think it's going to be the, the greatest Marvel movie of all time. But guys, we get Scarlet Witch and not just Scarlet Witch, like her at her most powerful. We've mm-hmm. ever seen her before in the MCU. We also get to see... Now Captain Carter's going to be in this. We get to see Professor X, the Illuminati. We get to see some amazing things. I'm looking forward to seeing this movie. Marvel has not disappointed uh, when it comes to Doctor Strange. Everything that I've seen Doctor Strange do in the MCU, I'm always like, dude, this dude is awesome. And even the clip that they showed of him fighting Gargantua, what's what's his face? Not Shumagorath. Yeah, not Shumagorath. It's like Gargantua or whatever they're calling right. it. I can't remember I what the character's the, name is. I'm just going to keep calling him I watched Shumagora. the minute-long clip. I watched the minute-long clip. It was very impressive. It was very, very good. I didn't watch it, but I saw part of it. Well, I, I commented on it, and I saw part of it. And You he, didn't see that trailer? And, I mean, of the hundreds. <laughs> but like, there's a part where like he does something, and the the squid like grabs a bus or something. And it looked great, but I'm like, I don't want to watch this, because I want to see like I want to see it in the theaters. Um, but it, from the clip that I little part I saw and went, why are they releasing this? It looked great, and yeah. I, I have I don't really have much doubt in my mind that this is going to be fantastic and it's going to be. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to expand into the rest of the um, phase, whatever we're in, phase four, phase five, whatever this is. Um, and I'm I'm super excited to see it. And I think one thing that will lend to this movie making a bunch of money. Um, is it is only it's an hour and fifty five minutes or two it's hours? Two and hours five, and five minutes. Two hours and five minutes. Two hour movie. And that means they can get more showings in, and that means that it's going to make even more money than it would if it was two hours and forty five minutes. People don't think about that kind of stuff. That's called show business, people. Yeah, because <laughs> if you have a movie like the Batman, which is three hours long, you can get four showings in a day in one in one particular theater or like one auditorium. When you have a movie that's two hours long. You can get six showings in in that one auditorium, and that makes a difference. Yeah. My, sure. Oh, by the way, with the Batman, my aunt recently watched the Batman when it came out on HBO Max, and she texted me. She goes, oh, my God, this is the best Batman movie I have I've ever n- I seen. I have yet to hear And it. she is a very detached person when it comes to mm-hmm. comic book movies, but she is a movie lover. So my aunt, my aunt, she, she, I mean, she, like, loved it. And we were texting back and forth about it, and then I showed her the deleted scene mm. of the Joker, and she was like, oh my god, that was the Joker! And she, so she is hyped, she is all about it. So, I mean, yeah. it goes to show that the Batman slaps, y'all! And do be slapping. It does. Now, in preparation for Doctor Strange, uh, uh, Doctor Strange 2, Sonny and I had spoken about this last week, uh, we're talking about the essential uh, viewing list for Doctor Strange 2. Before you go see Doctor Strange 2 next week, we put together a few options for you, and I wanted to get your opinions about what you think is the most essential of this essential movie list uh, or viewing list for uh, going into uh, Doctor Strange 2. The original Doctor Strange, of course, by Scott, Scott Derrickson, those <laughs> what-if episodes that show all the bizarre versions of uh, Doctor Strange, the evil and zombified Doctor Strange, and the uh, uh, I don't know what you would say the the multiverse, <laughs> the multiverse of sadness, Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Infinity War, WandaVision, obviously for the whole Wanda thing, uh, when it, seeing her at her full power. Endgame, uh, you know, it kind of felt like a recency bias. I didn't feature, you know, No Way Home in there. But what do you think would be uh, an ideal? Uh, viewing to prepare for this sequel that we're going to see next week no doubt it's loki um loki really does explore for the first time the multiverse and Mm. explains what the multiverse is um we see it in endgame where he takes the the tesseract and tva happens that's the actor effect of him taking that and then we see him with Kang the Conqueror at by the end and him explaining all the different universes that were out there and how all of his different variants were also the ones that were more he evil than remains. him. So 
And then we see after he dies, the branch starts to break off and we see a multiversal war. The next multiversal war continues. So I think Loki is, to me, essential to, to watch. And it's the best Disney Plus yeah, show. Yeah, I think it is. Um, but so so for me, it, it's that because it does explain like what could happen when a whole all these universes have like combined uh, maybe we might see loki in this this next movie we we don't know what's gonna happen we could see the tva in this next movie we're gonna see everybody else yeah so i think loki is um i, I would put loki on that list okay um so are we going like with what we think the most important one to have watched what we think well it could be any of those things for the list or something on i think Donovan like said loki i mean i think immediately the most important thing to have watched is no way home uh, I think that will inform this movie the most and what's going on in it. But I think what if the what if episodes that are relevant to this, like I'm sure there's a whatever Doctor Strange is in in those what if episodes, I think that will help your enjoyment of this movie a lot. And yeah. you go, ooh, I, I remember that. I saw that in this. This is where that's coming from. And then WandaVision. WandaVision, No Way Home, and What If. Those What If episodes. I think those are the three essential things to have watched going into this. Um, I didn't really think... You you just mentioned it, and now I'm kind of thinking maybe it will, but I didn't even think about Loki having any kind of effect on this. Maybe he will. Um, I was thinking more the WandaVision stuff, um, the What If stuff, and... Everyone else is rumored to be in this. Is Loki rumored to be in the movie? We don't even know. Uh, they asked him recently, and he says, I have no idea, and I'm not pulling an Andrew Garfield. Oh, no, that he was referring to Thor. Never mind. Okay. Um, but, um, but He's definitely in that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> in come on. Thor? Yeah. yeah. But come no on. Way he's not. Um, so... Yeah, I think that we might see something or maybe a post-credit scene of Kang. Uh, that's what I think. There's there's a couple of different ways we can go as far as the post-credit scene, but I think if they're going to do something that really explains what could happen when the multiverses exist is that Kang is, is out there, and mm-hmm. he's the next Thanos of the MCU, and he's a force to be reckoned with, and we haven't got the... To to challenge them is to court death moment with mm-hmm. any of these new villains that we've seen. And I think that this movie might be the one to introduce that. I think with those what if episodes that, you know, Paul was mentioning, what if like overall as a series, it had some low, low moments. I, I mean, thought they stuck the landing, though. I really enjoyed I, the I, end of what if. The the last episodes, dude. Yeah. That when they're fighting yeah. uh, the Ultron, the ultimate Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. That was pretty cool. Um I think that that would probably definitely give you some insight into what's going to happen in this. But we're getting we're going to get multiple versions of Doctor Strange. We're yeah. going to get probably the closest thing that we could get to a to a horror film. Really, I mean, originally that was Scott Derrickson's plan was to make this into a horror film. Yeah. We know that Sam Raimi has some horror roots to what he tries to do with films. Yeah. So I mean, there could be. Uh, there could definitely be some notes in there uh, to where we are, um, you know, a little scared, maybe some little jump scares. Maybe, yeah. maybe we get that. But I think that the fact that, you know, Paul had mentioned it, the fact that the, that the movie is two hours long, um, I think it's going to, the, the movie's going to hit the ground running because it has to, because we have so little time and so much stuff to include in the movie. Um, I think that this movie is just going to be, it's going to be fun. I, it's, it's, I think it's really going to be I think it's going to be better than we're anticipating. The thing that I have the concern about is that we've gotten 35 trailers yeah. for the movie and they're trying to keep they keep trying to show you something different, Paul, with every trailer that comes out. They're trying to show you a new little clip. I'm just like, man, let us let us experience this in the movie theater. For the I think time. that Illuminati scene is going to is going to be the like game changer for mm. the MCU. Yeah, uh, that whole scene, because we even see that zombie wanda or whatever she is she ends up fighting with people in that illuminati circle no, and i think she, that she's gonna wipe them out yeah and i think that we're going to see that wanda versus our scarlet witch wanda Ooh. um because there's a moment also in the trailers where you see her on her knees and then our scarlet witch like comforting her i think that might be the resolve of whatever fight or the beginning of a fight that's going to happen between the both of them yeah um, but I think that Illuminati scene is going to be groundbreaking because we get guys, we get Professor X in the Illuminati to be happening in this 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 universe. We haven't gotten any X Men, and Scarlet Witch really is the first yeah. one. So there is also the potential of a post credit scene where we see Professor X talking to our Scarlet Witch and saying, "I know exactly what you are, and there are many like you out there." Yeah, so there's also cool. that potential of happening. So 
I am so looking forward to next week. I think it's going to be incredible. Uh, I've taken the next day off after that. Oh, wow. I did too. I, I did am. Too. I am very excited to this because I'm going to see it. I think three or four times over the weekend. I'm not kidding. We'll I, watch Doctor it again. Strange is, we'll go watch it again on Friday. Yeah, Doctor Strange is is I think one of my top three favorite heroes in the MCU. Yeah. Um, because of the story and his abilities and what he's able to see and what he's able to do. I mean, he's probably the second most powerful one behind Wanda in my view. Um, as far as his abilities and what yeah. he's able and capable well, I was gonna of doing. Say, I think he's probably uh, the most powerful if he's left to his own devices. Yeah. And I think we're going to see that with some of the uh, alternate versions and what he's capable of and the type of energy he can absorb. And you're going to go, this dude could be problems if he didn't actually like everybody. Yeah. You had mentioned that there were some announcements coming out of CinemaCon. We, we're not sure if they showed uh, footage or a trailer of some sort for the Avatar sequel. Mm-hmm. Avatar 2, we have a title now for the sequel, The Way of, the Water. Way of Water. It's going to be out in December. They're actually uh, re-releasing the original Avatar in September. For the it's 13th get, time. For the 13th time. <laughs> And try to get that, uh, you know, all time grossing. They didn't just record. announce the second Avatar. They announced like There's six be, other Avatar yeah, movies. They've, done that. they've been saying that since the first one came out. They've been th- how long ago was it with the original came 2009. out? Two thousand nine. Yeah, it's been, oh my a, gosh. It's, it's been a minute. Yeah. I, Holy smokes. I wanted to ask your ask you guys your opinions. Um, how excited you are for this film, and to just kind of follow up, uh, what do you think about James Cameron right now? Is this being his passion project for over a decade to yeah. make this happen and these future films happen. Because they're filming them all Lord of the Rings style, right? Back yeah. to back to back to back. They filmed this one and the next one, yeah. I think, back to back. And now he's going to start and shooting Zoe Saldana's the other all, ones. Oh my God, it's the best thing She's that's probably ever exhausted between doing yeah. that and Guardians, but hey, that she, check's rolling in. She back had, up yeah, the she's, Brinks truck, yeah, for real. She's she, busy. she had good things to say. Um, but, I mean, of course she did. Uh, I am, so when we were talking about it however many weeks ago, I was like, Meh. but well, for whatever reason, the closer it gets, the more I get excited. And I don't know, I don't really know how to pinpoint it. I'm excited to see what Cameron does to innovate in CGI. And I think that's what you're excited for. And I think that's what I'm excited for. And I've never watched a James Cameron movie and gone, Meh. he always does something, a spectacle. What? Is the story of the first Avatar the most innovative? No. No. It's not. It's not the most... It's Pocahontas. It's Pocahontas, exactly. Um, But but Pocahontas is a good story. Yeah. And I think it was an interesting way to tell it. The CGI is incredible. Um, The acting is good in that movie for the most part. Um, I've watched... I mean, if I really were to like have a counter to see what movies I've watched the most in my entire life, I've watched that first Avatar movie a lot. I've seen Mm. that movie a lot of times. Um, I wouldn't ever say it was one of my favorites, but it's one of those movies I throw on and I just enjoy it. And it's fun to watch. I can pop in and out whenever I want. Um, and I think it's too good to call it a guilty pleasure because I think to I think there are people that will tell you that movie's bad, blah blah blah. But I think um, like there's funny stuff in it, like the unobtainium. Like that's funny. I think that's a an interesting uh, uh, way way to name a uh, difficult element to get. It's unobtainium. That's mm-hmm. funny. Um, in a way that it wasn't probably intended to be. But I, I really like that, and I'm just excited to see what Cameron does. Uh, he's always been very good at innovating and just making blockbusters. Yeah. He, he is the... he Him and Steven Spielberg are the blockbusters guys and have been for the better part of three, four decades. Yeah. And I'm excited to see him do something again. To say that James Cameron is not one of the most influential... Um, directors and filmmakers of our time is to, is to say that you don't know anything about film. Right. Yep. Um, the first Terminator movie, we had never seen anything like that before. Aliens. Even a- aliens. Oh my gosh. You watch aliens and you're like, what the heck dude, this was amazing. They took alien and made it an made action it movie. Unbelievable. Yeah. We got a queen alien and a bunch of, it was insane. Then you get Terminator two judgment day. You, you get Maybe the, some people might consider that the best movie ever. Yeah, it's yeah, certainly great. the best Terminator movie of all time. We get the T ten thousand and that that CGI of a liquid metal robot. Like that was unheard of in the nineties to see technology. Like I believe they won an Academy Award for best visual effects. And to see his like tra- like the way his movies carry into the next Abyss, 
with the water monster. Yeah. And oh, then you can great. see how that influences. And then there was the another indie, indie movie. He did uh Titanic. That was, Oh yeah. I mean, come Huge on you guys. Titanic. Really Titanic. big independent success. Titanic was, was it, I think it's tied with return of the King for the most Academy awards ever won at 12. Yeah. Um, so, and even one... if you watch Titanic, to me, Titanic is a guilty pleasure. I know a lot of people like to say it's cheesy and there's cheesy moments. It's a romance movie, but if you're walking through Best Buy and Titanic's on while some of the screens there, you're gonna stop for a little bit and go, I remember I remember where I was when I first watched Titanic. <laughs> I remember when I was when she was being drawn. Um anyway. <laughs> I was a little I was a little boy. Okay. I was discovering new things in life. Oh, Probably not do Cosby impression. Um <laughs> this is going off the rails fast. <laughs> my coffee's kicking in. But even with Avatar, um, Avatar wasn't, again, like what Paul said, it wasn't like this groundbreaking no. story, but technically you watch it. I think I watched it five or six times in theaters for the technical aspect because I couldn't believe that I was watching what I was watching because they would go Visually from incredible. Sam Worthington yeah. being Sam Worthington and then he was going into his Avatar and I... I was like, oh my God, they really got, they really did travel to another planet and get giant blue and people. It made me believe that <laughs> this could really? happen. Like, no, for real. That's it, why sure. the movie's taking 12 that, years to make the That's sequel. what, like, that's what a movie's all about getting immersed and feeling like this world could actually be. And as unrealistic as it is, that movie made me feel like I could live in that world. It immersed me and I felt like this could be a real thing that happened and I could see these. Uh, tribal people dealing with all these uh, foreigners coming in and this beautiful place where islands float and waterfalls are flying. Yeah. It looks, it made me believe that while island can float with a flying waterfall and like the most way and like the, as much as it possibly could. You yeah. Know what I mean, and James Cameron, one of his heroes is Jacques Cousteau. I mean, who just, who was a submariner mm -hmm. and discovered the oceans and Didn't all Cameron the things live in like a submarine for like a year or something. No, so Cameron, what he did was that there's an amazing documentary that he did with national geographic where he went to, uh, one of the lowest parts of the ocean and him and other guys he did with his money built this, this submarine that was able to go down thousands of feet below the surface of the water and hmm. if the i mean it was so deep that if even there was a crack in the hole he would vaporize like that's how much the water mm. pressure was and mm. in the show in the in the documentary you see him go down and there's species we've never even seen before for the first time on camera so he's an innovator in that way and then you know you see this title of the movie the uh avatar the way, way of, of the water. water so we're gonna see some things that he has been working on and discovering uh from a science perspective. So yep. we're going to see some amazing groundbreaking things. And then of course, Abyss, like that was an you awesome movie yeah, as you well. You mentioned Abyss. They, he developed those masks that they're all wearing when they're, they're diving yeah. to show their faces. Yeah. That, that hadn't been done. So where you can show an actor underwater yeah. and see their whole face. There's a great um, conversation that George Lucas and, it's like a one-on-one -on -one with George Lucas and James Cameron. If you find it on YouTube, it like I don't on know what's Criterion at. or something, maybe. Yeah, it's something like that. But the two of them talk about what their movies meant and how they were inspired by. It. And George Lucas is—he's is still it a, Hot Ones. Yeah, it's on Hot Ones. They eat wings, and and Sean from Hot Ones is like, "So James, tell me about when you." And he's like, "Oh, oh no, <laughs> this is hot. This is really spicy. This is really spicy. Oh, I this got spicy. Way as water. spicy as Leo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. Oh, what am I doing? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, All in the oh, Game goodness. brings up a uh, an interesting question, which I've seen posed on the internet before." Um, has Avatar truly resonated in the public consciousness given how well it did at the box office? And I think that's an interesting point to bring up because sure. it's the largest, it, it, it is the highest grossing international film of all time. It's above Endgame after a re-release. Um, and, but is it a movie like that permeates pop culture that people like bring up and talk about in conversations? No, we didn't talk about it until a trailer came out or something you know what i mean we talk about other movies like the dark knight and Endgame all the time that's an interesting question but i think to even ask uh, all in the game also asks, is this an all-time top 10 no yeah and i don't know I, I don't think we'll truly know how much this resonated with the uh, general public until it comes out if this movie explodes again when it comes out then yes, Avatar maybe silent a silent monster that everyone always thinks about when they think about movies, but doesn't always bring up because they, they, you know, they just don't talk about it very much. But if this movie comes out 
and is a box office monster again, then the answer to your question is yes. Then it did resonate with people because they wouldn't have flocked to see it again. I always say if a movie resonates with someone, name a famous line from Avatar. That's a good point. Um, There's no famous line in Avatar. Yeah. There really isn't. Tell me, the, what are the name of the people that the, are on the planet? Uh, they're not that Awa. There's, that's what the tree is called. That's see, see what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, that's fair. The, so, so no, it it doesn't. It, it's, the blue people. It's not a yeah. It's it's the big blue people. Great people. Um, I don't know why I always go back to that moron. Um, anywho, uh, <laughs> America needs to. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I don't think that this is a movie that resonates with pop culture as much as we think. I I, I think that this movie resonates on like, again, the technical side of things and what the box office numbers are. But I can't tell you a line. I I don't remember a line from the movie. I don't remember the name of the people. I don't remember the name of the characters in the movie. I remember the name. It's Jake Sully. uh, And uh, that's the only one. Wait, Jake Sully? Or no, not what Sully. What's the, his name is Sully. What? Yeah, I think it's Jake Sully. (laughs) Is it? Let's find out. Right. I'm pretty sure it's Jake Sully, uh, Sam Worthington's character. Or something like that. Why do I think Jake Sully is from somewhere else, like a cartoon character? I don't know. Maybe it is. Let's see. Let's go. No, I remember her calling him Jake Sully. Yeah. His name is Jake Sully. Yeah, it's Jake Sully. Yeah. This is great right now. Okay, Jake Sully. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But what's, I mean, like Zoe Zaldana's character, we don't remember her name. I was going to do something. Natiri. Oh, Natiri. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Stephen Lang is in this movie as Cur- the Colonel. Mm-hmm. See, again, you I don't even that. remember you some of the actors. Remember. You know what I mean? I remember that. I, I'm sure you do. Because he gets in the big mech and he's like, I'm a bad guy. And that's pretty much his character. So, <laughs> again, that is one of the lines. <laughs> Quan's right. I do remember yeah, some of the lines. He says, I'm a bad guy. I'm a bad guy. Avatar. When this yeah. comes out, no, for real I mean, we're all going to go see it. It's, it's going to be like right around the holidays. It'll be out in December. Um, I, I think it's going to do well because people want to see James Cameron movies and they're going to be interested in yeah. seeing what this is about, the, the well visual effects and everything. How well it does, I'm not sure. Yeah. But I think people are going to be interested in seeing it. And does it. Disney own yeah, they the do, Avatar they now? Do, they yeah. do now. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. They have that's Avatar why, Land, Fox, right? Duh. That's why the trailer is going to premiere with uh, uh, Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange Mom. Mom. Dr. Strange Mom. All right. Well, then there you go. <laughs> uh Paul, we wanted to. We always bring it back to the comics. We wanted we sure to talk do. a little bit about. Uh, this was a big week for new releases. It was, and uh, oh, we want to talk yeah. about some of the stuff that came out. So, um, I prim- my pull box is primarily uh, uh, what's it called? DC. I do have some Marvel uh, stuff in there. We got uh, Dark Ages. Um, is still rolling and still doing really well, uh, which is Tom Taylor. And then you have so some of the big releases for DC this week were. Uh, or this month even, were uh, Justice League 75, Josh Williamson, The Death of the Justice League. Um, that uh, title, or that issue in particular, has been selling like hotcakes. It's been flying off. Um, the uh, cover art's very cool. I have yet to read it. Um, I got to sit it on my desk right now. I'm going to read it when I get home. Um, Jock's uh, One Dark Night is on its second issue. They're like It's like a large platform kind of... Uh, book and it's very interesting and intriguing looking you got paul pope doing variant covers which is super cool um and then you have the world war saga with uh philip kennedy johnson and ricardo federici it looks like if super if you it's like superman if he was in a fantasy setting i was just gonna say it's yeah. like superman mythology and it really yeah. does feel like superman mythology philip kennedy johnson himself has made a bunch of really interesting parallels to uh, the game that came out recently, Elden Ring, and if you look at some of the visuals from yep. Ricardo Federici and look at the game of Elden Ring, it's really cool how they kind of like yeah. parallel a little bit. And then you've got uh, Tom Taylor's Nightwing, which is still crushing it. Yep. And uh, just all the titles right now are Tom so Taylor's so just so crushing good. it. I mean, also Dark, with Phil- Knights, of Dark Steel. Knights of Steel. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson, uh, uh, the uh, Alien. Eleven, I think it mm-hmm. came yep. out Aliens, uh, yesterday. Came out. Yep. Uh, number eleven came out yesterday. I just got done reading ten, so I need to go get eleven. But I can't wait to see what the heck is happening because I'm not even kidding. The way they've set it up, it makes it look like the colony is. If you are reading the book uh, at all or the series at all, the hope is like dying. Yeah. Is dying. They, they, yeah. they they've 
made it look like the xenomorphs are going to win this whole thing and the colony looks like they're going to decimate from the inside it's 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 very very good please please go get that book i can't wait to go get it i'll probably go get it tomorrow at maximum comics and so see what happens speaking about philip kennedy johnson he said something to us while he was on our show which we're forever grateful for him helping us out and talking to us and stuff he said i my goal uh he said he really enjoyed the bendis run but his goal was to put the super back in superman yeah. mm-hmm. and he has absolutely done that not just from the physicality of it but from the way he is always almost to a sickening degree the most he has always has the most hope in the room and he won't let anyone not a single person go down just because Mm -hmm. well there's a bigger more grand picture and he's like no no if the big picture matters then the little stuff matters and that is what he has successfully done with superman and bringing him back to his roots of i care about every single person and if I can't, I'm going to do everything I can to save every single person. And the artwork from uh, Federici is so good. He's yeah. got this super cool suit right now where it's like blue and it's like a, it's almost like a gladiator type thing that's mm-hmm. over him. And he's got, it, it's so freaking cool. It's one of the best designs and looks I've seen for Superman and most interesting in a very long time. And the, uh, the um, what's it called? The book that I was forgetting to mention that just started is World's Finest from Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Yeah. I am so excited. Read the first one. I really enjoyed it. He, it. Mark Wade is killer. He always, always crushes it. And then Dan Mora is great. The artist Dan Mora is fantastic. Once in Future. Once Dan, in Future. Dan Mora, which yeah. is, I mean, that book is great. And it, uh, it's Karen Gillan, right? Yep. Yep. Um, which he, the storytelling is fantastic, but the artwork is incredible. And now that he's got his hands on Batman and uh, Superman, I, I can't wait to keep, start reading this. Karen Gillan, by the way, um, you, you mentioned Karen Gillan just killing it with Once in Future, doing some great stuff with his storytelling. We got Philip Kennedy Johnson, obviously, with great storytelling with the alien run that he's doing in Marvel and, and, and action. Um, the guy who has established himself for a long time as far as being a great writer, like leaning into a character, not since Frank Miller wrote Daredevil and write, wrote and then wrote Batman. Uh, right now, Chip Zdarsky, he's getting ready to take over Batman, and people are hyped for this. It, I think it starts at 125. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be starting in June or July, yep. his run. And let me tell you, if you can get some type of collected like trade version of Daredevil, and read anything that Chip Zdarsky's yep. done with Daredevil. Go pick it up and read it, because I think he's going to kill Batman. He's I got, think he's going to kill on that book. Um, it's going to be great. The a book he currently has coming out right now is a Batman book. Uh, I haven't read any of it. I saw it on the shelf the other day. I was going to grab it, but I had a lot of stuff to buy. Um, it's called The Night. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure to what degree it is a Batman book. But uh, if I would suggest to myself and anyone else who's like, ooh, I'm interested in how Zadarsky will write Bruce Wayne and Batman, maybe grab that and go, okay, if well, let me read this and see if I like what he's doing with Bruce here. I'll jump on the Batman uh, issues when they start coming up. You should be reading Batman right now. Williamson is doing a very good job with yep. it. Um, and also, Jeff Johns is doing Flashpoint Beyond, I believe yeah. it's called. It's on number zero. There's a Dark Crisis thing going on right afterwards, which is Tom King, Chuck Brown, and one other writer involved with it. All fantastic guys. DC's really good right now. I wish I had more stuff to say about Marvel, but I don't really read the Marvel stuff. Um, I'm sure Frank DC's have- crushing it. Uh, yeah. DC's crushing it. Amazing Spider-Man just started over again. Zeb Wells took over writing um, the first issue, read it. It was like well, actually one of like three books I read last night and it was pretty good. I was, I was getting a little frustrated there for a while cause they kept jumping around with writers on yeah. that. I was going to mention too the Batman run that starts with Chip Zdarsky uh, with issue 125 in either June or July. Jorge Jimenez is going to be, that's is going to be drawn. Cool. You could not so, ask for a better guy to draw nope. Batman. That's going to be really cool. Uh, guys, this has been fun. I'm looking forward to next week. I am too. Yes. It's it's going to be exciting. We're going to be able to review the finale of Moon Knight and see if uh, they can stick the landing. <laughs> stick the landing. Um, and then right after that, go see Doctor Strange. And right after that, Holy we're going to see Doctor Strange. What a, what a week, huh? Um, for real. Paul, how can they uh, find us out there in the social world? You can find us on the social world at Into the West Comics on Instagram, at Into underscore Comics on Twitter. Donovan and I have been interacting with a lot of people on there right now. It's um, been it's fun. A lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, especially getting all the different takes and seeing how people feel about different things. And it's honestly very 
diverse the responses we get for stuff, especially for things like the Flash movie and like to what degree people care or don't care about it. Um, so go follow us at Into Comics on uh, Twitter. Follow me and Donovan too. Uh, Donovan, what's your at? Is it? It's my name at Donovan Fulmer. Donovan Fulmer, and then oh. Double Eight PB for me. And just interact with us and talk to us about the movies and stuff that you're on. Follow Frank too. Yeah, uh, and then shout out to Vigilante Podcast 1939. They're they're our friends and, and host Nico Caruso. Those guys, they uh-huh. they really do a really great job. Nico was in the do. chat today. Uh, yeah, at Blu-ray Angel. He's also another guy that we like to talk to uh, on there. So we want to say shout out. Go watch their shows as well. They do a, such an amazing job and they always crush it and then uh expect at the beginning of this next month uh the video for the best of april and watch us our shenanigans for the best of this month yeah the month's over dude yeah yeah that's crazy guys uh we thank you for taking the time to hang out with us tonight and all of our exclusive draft coverage um <laughs> so he's gonna come with all the deets next week yeah, yeah. I, Can't wait. I, I know he's gonna come with the inside stuff uh we appreciate you taking the time to check us out and uh, we hope that we you take flagged. the time to add us to your pull box. If you haven't done so already, uh, subscribe, like, comment, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, one week from Doctor Strange 2. Mom. Your mom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Good snort. Thank you. That's a good way to send it out, didn't it?